All right, welcome in. Welcome into an emergency edition of the Arrowhead Attic podcast. I don't know if I'd call it an emergency edition. I guess I just did. Um, a special edition, a breaking news edition. We could go with that. Um, my name is Patrick Allen. You probably know who I am if you listen to this podcast. If you don't, I host this podcast along with some other great chaps. All right, so we're here. Uh, we had a show last night. We predicted the whole schedule, or at least I did. Um, and I thought I was done for the week. It's the holiday weekend coming up. I got some landscaping to do. Um, and it was my last meeting of the day. And then the Cardinals go ahead and release wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. If you're a Chiefs fan, you know this is a name that has been floating around uh, as a potential target for the Chiefs. So we're going to get into it. Let's let's talk about it. Let's let's get some feelings out there. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, do me a favor. Let's get a group of people in here to let's talk this out in the chat. You guys in YouTube land, I want to know what you think. So hit that thumbs up button and uh, let's get as many Chiefs fans in here as possible and let's talk some ball. Uh, shout out, by the way, to all of our Arrowhead Attic members. I know you guys pop on whenever we go live. Appreciate you. What's up, Trey Young? Trey Young says he's a Chief. Did it happen already? That would be that would be good. Clint McKenzie, Clint McKenzie says, hi, Patrick. Good to see you. Thanks for jumping on. Yeah, I got you guys. I got you guys whenever I can. Um, all right. So look, DeAndre Hopkins, let's start with the should they or shouldn't they. And, th and that's a conversation that we were having throughout free agency when it was sort of known that DeAndre Hopkins was on the block and maybe he was going to get picked up by somebody uh, in a trade. So, you know, the new league year opens up. Uh, he wasn't a free agent, but, you know, should the Chiefs trade for him? There was a lot of discussion about that. Now, our own Adam Best, one of our co-hosts on the show, one of the founders of Arrowhead Attic, uh, you know, he's very, he was very anti-sign DeAndre, or, you know, he was very anti-trade for DeAndre Hopkins. And I understand why. DeAndre Hopkins is still a really talented wide receiver when he's able to stay on the field, had some injury issues the last couple of years. Um, but, you know, he's a, he's a talented guy. But Adam's point is, hey, man, don't invest a ton in a, in a wide receiver over 30. It usually doesn't go well. Their skills decline, so on and so forth. And that's a totally fair assessment. So let's take a look just kind of at how he performed last year. He played in nine games. Uh, he had 64 receptions on 96 targets, 717 yards, three touchdowns. That's pretty good. Uh, that's pretty good in nine games, 717 yards. He'd be over 1,000. And, and he was in an offense that was not particularly dynamic with a quarterback that is eh, hit or miss, right? So he still has the talent. But keep in mind, he hasn't played 16 games since 2020, 10 in 2021. I think last year was a suspension. Somebody in the chat let me know that that was keeping him out at the beginning of the year. I think that was the case. Um, but in 2021, 42 receptions for 572 yards in 10 games, averaging 13.6. He had eight touchdowns. Um, but before that, the first year he was in Arizona when they signed him, he, he was he was fantastic. Uh, the DeAndre Hopkins that we all know and 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 love. If you were a Texans fan or a Cardinals fan that first year, 1,400 yards on uh, 115 receptions. He caught six tutties. Um, 
And and he was on a heater, you know, before that. 2017, 1,378 yards. 2018, 1,572. 2019, 1,165 playing with Deshaun Watson. So this is one of the best receivers in the NFL when he's healthy and when he's on his game. But how much more does he have left in the tank? Uh, PED suspension, Alan said. Thank you. Appreciate that. So, okay. Things change, right? The conversation changes when you go from, should we trade a bunch of assets? And, and the Cardinals were reportedly, they wanted a lot, I think maybe a first rounder or second rounder for him. Things change a lot when you go from, should we trade assets for a 30 plus year old wide receiver who may or may not fall off a cliff at any given moment to they cut it. There were reports that this could happen earlier in the off season. I wasn't sure if it was going to go that way. I'm not familiar with the Cardinals salary cap situation and why it made sense for them to do this. I'm sure that it did, um, that they they got some relief by cutting him. Probably he had a lot of dead cap, but they probably got some relief. Uh, he's post, uh, you know, so he's going to be, he's going to be out there. So for the Chiefs, it's what's it going to take to sign him? And it really comes down to what are the priorities for DeAndre Hopkins? Is it money? Does he want a bunch of money? Uh, I reckon the Cardinals are on the hook for some of his salary if they cut him. He's going to get some money. Um, or is he chasing a ring? If he wants to chase a ring, there, there are a lot of options out there. He could go to Philly. He could go to Buffalo. He's been rumored to, to be interested in Buffalo and Josh Allen. He's mentioned him by name. The Bills have been rumored to be interested in him. Uh, I've seen the Patriots connected to DeAndre Hopkins. Why you would go to the Patriots if you're DeAndre Hopkins to catch passes from Mac Jones is beyond me, but they've been linked to him. They're interested. So before we get into the dollars and cents of it, I want to hear from you. Forget about money. That's that's all I think workable. And it's not going to be like, I don't think they're going to sign them to a, if they signed them, they're going to sign them to like a five-year deal or something crazy like that. So it's probably, if he wants to chase a ring, if he wants to play for a team like the Chiefs, it's probably a one-year deal. Are you interested in the player, given the Chiefs' current wide receiver core? I want to hear from y'all in the chat. I'm gonna. I've got some comments in here already. Frank Murray says too expensive for how we'd use him. Plus, uh, he'd have to block. That's that's true. The Chiefs do like to have their wide receivers block. Um, but he's so. I think he would instantly be. He would instantly be the number one receiver on the team. Trey Young says this is literally the best case scenario for DeAndre Hopkins if it's a somewhat team friendly deal. I think if he wants to win a championship, 100 percent. Because not only is he on the best team in the NFL the defending Super Bowl champions with a with an offensive-minded coach and a team that's going to throw the ball a ton. You know, he could come in. He, look at Juju Smith-Schuster. He goes and he didn't get some massive deal. Like, he didn't, like, re totally revitalize. I guess he kind of did revitalize his career because he was on the dumps in, in Pittsburgh. But he comes to Kansas City. He has a really solid season. Not an outrageous season, but a really solid season for the Chiefs. Wins a ring. And then he's like, yeah, I'm just going to go follow the money. Uh, Patriots are offering me mom and going to go go there. And that's fine. DeAndre Hopkins doesn't have a ring. So he can come to Kansas City, win a ring. If he stays healthy, he has a chance to have an outrageous season because he's playing with Patrick Mahomes in this offense. And then, you know, does he go out hunting for one more like two, three year deal with a team that wants to throw some money at him that thinks that they're a wide receiver away where he'll be able to do that because he'll be like, okay, legacies solidified. Right. I, I've, I've won my Super Bowl and now I can just like, let's get as much money as I can before I retire. Or you could just like stick around for the Chiefs or you could retire. Who knows? Um, so let's see here. Uh, we're getting some comments. And Ronald says if he accepts an incentive heavy deal, we should bring him in. No question. I think that's fair. The, I mean, the Chiefs don't really have a true number one. We've heard. 
they want it to be Kadarius Tony or that they think it can be Kadarius Tony. He certainly has the, the the physical skills to be a true number one, but he's he's not always on the field. Frank says Juju was a hybrid tight end for us. He was kind of. I mean, he did some dirty work over the middle for the Chiefs, but he had some nice run after the catch. I mean, he was he was a nice outlet for the Chiefs last year. He really was. Uh, Joseph says he's exactly what the Chiefs and Patrick needs to go along with the young guys. Got to have a true number one. You know, I mean, I think they didn't last year. I mean, the number one receiver on the Chiefs last year was Travis Kelsey, but you know, and they mixed it up. But have it. There's just no like he's too talented. There's no denying if you put him in this offense. He's a guy with the Chiefs on offense last year. There were there were two people you had to worry about: Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Like those are the guys, right? That you're coming in and you're like, man, we we got we try to take Kelsey away. Teams still weren't able to do it. So now you put in Hopkins. Like nobody was like, we're game planning for Juju. We're game planning for MVS. And that's kind of I think what made the Chiefs a little bit difficult to defend was because you just didn't know where it was going to hit you. You bring in a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, and 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 you might see some similar things to what you saw when the Chiefs had Tyreek Hill because he is a guy you have to game plan for, and that would make things harder on defenses because the Chiefs have still changed their offense. I don't think they're they're going to go back to the Tyreek Hill offense if they get a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, but he's so dangerous that it's a problem. And it's going to make things more complicated for defenses. I'm I'm in favor of the move if they can do it, if it makes sense. Just a guy says cap space doesn't matter. Two void years, it'll be fine. You always can manipulate the cap, and the Chiefs have some, I think, some levers that they can pull if they want to make this happen. Dion says Chiefs make more sense than the Bills in Buffalo. He'd be fighting for balls with digs. That's true. Maybe maybe he doesn't care about that though. I mean, we all think that, right? Like we're thinking about like fantasy football and. You know all that stuff. Targets. What is what is important to DeAndre Hopkins? Is it just eating up stats so that he can get another deal, uh, make more money, pad his career stats? Is it winning a Super Bowl? Is it a little bit of both? If it's a little bit of both, you could see him wanting to go to Buffalo and catch passes from Josh Allen and that offense, and also have another receiver that's going to take some of the heat off of him as he's getting a little bit older now. I mean, I could see that. Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Cochran, what's up, man? Says, I love, I'd love to have D Hop. Uh, he's going to want more than Odell, in my opinion, and that's a non-starter for us, sadly. See, the thing about Odell, I'm less, I would be less interested in Odell, or would have been less interested in Odell than DeAndre Hopkins because Odell is just like always hurt. I mean, he hasn't, and he hasn't really done anything in years. In years, go back and look at his stats. The talents, I mean, you can see it. The talent is there, but he hasn't really done anything. DeAndre Hopkins was was terrific last year when he was on the field. And uh, Arrowhead Attic co-founder Adam Best joins me. as the, It's a fire drill Friday, Adam. What's up, That's man? That's right. What's going on? Yeah, I'm just kind of looking at some stuff. So I'm trying to compare. I'm a big fan of the site Reception Perception because Matt Harmon over there, who was a guest on the show, kind of looks at success by route, success against coverage type. And I'm trying to compare DeAndre Hopkins in 2022 to 2023. Kind of doing things on the fly, as I'm sure you've been doing since you've been on. But yeah, yeah trying to look, look up cap numbers while you're talking to a live audience. You know, it's a, it's a challenge. Yeah. Th- what did they eat? A $21 million cap to, to get rid of him? Uh, I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head, but they, it had to have been significant. I'm not seeing a big fall off in any of his numbers versus any kind of coverage. The routes look about the same. Uh, I will say 
that he's going to be 31 this this year, this season. And last year, guess how many receivers 31 or older had uh, 500 or more yards? Lay it on us. If you can guess who they are, I'd give you 100 bucks. <laughs> uh, no bet. No bet. Okay. Adam Thielen and Marvin Jones, too. That's it. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a bad omen. You look at what happened to A.J. Green and Julio Jones. However, no draft capital involved. And if the Cardinals, if the way he sees it is the Cardinals are paying me to ring chase somewhere else. Right. And he's going to come in and say, you know what? I'll take a one-year, $5 million deal and reset my market value because for some reason, I don't know if it's the PED thing or my attitude or the injuries, there isn't the, the market for, for his caliber of player that there should be. I, I, he's seen Juju Smith-Schuster kind of do that here, kind of um, re- rehabilitate his, his reputation, right? Yeah, I mentioned him earlier. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a difference because obviously Juju's still a lot younger so Juju has Juju had a lot more money on the line. And, you know, what I was talking about before you arrived, Adam, is like the big thing with Hopkins is, is like what's important to him? Because at his age, it's a little bit different than Juju. He could maybe get one more contract. Like if he signs a one-year deal and he and he plays, you know, plays out of his mind or plays really well, you could get a team that comes in and gives him probably a two-year deal with like a team option, incentive laden. But like, you know the Raiders are out there. So who knows? They might just come and throw 200 million at him. And it's what's important. to him. Is it chasing a title or is it, you know, having a really good season with a really good quarterback, padding up those stats a little bit so he can get that next deal. If it were me and I was that age and I know, I knew about like wide receiver mortality after the age of 30, I would come straight to Kansas city. I'm looking at these teams and I'm like, I'm going to Kansas city. I'm like, I don't want to go to Philadelphia. Right. Like I don't they, they've got wide receivers in Philadelphia. I'm going to be competing with a bunch of guys I like plus I, they're a rushing team. Right. 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 I don't want to go to Buffalo and and deal with 55 inches of snow. And and, you know, I've got Stefan Diggs over there like th- that. They That's a good point. He's played exclusively in Texas and Arizona. Yeah. And that would be a little bit of an adjustment. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's not like you can't get snow in in Kansas City, but it certainly is. Um, it's much warmer. And then Buffalo. Yeah, he also wouldn't be the number one there. Stephon Diggs would be the unquestioned number one. And even though Travis Kelsey is the de facto number one wide receiver in Kansas City, he would be seen as the number one wide receiver here. Now, I I think if you're DeAndre Hopkins, you're on the verge of becoming a Hall of Famer. Like, you have a shot. But I think you really, really need a ring to boost your resume. I think if he came here and won a championship, he would probably be in or at least have a very good argument that that has to be somewhat important, right? It matters. It it matters. Um, Rings matter. They consider that. And look, I mean, he mentioned quarterbacks, you know, that he'd like to play with. He mentioned Lamar Jackson. He mentioned Josh Allen just on a recent podcast, uh, the I Am Athlete podcast. So he mentioned Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert. Interestingly, he didn't mention Joe Burrow. Feel the burn, Joe Burrow, right? Joe Burrow, right? I mean, but that tells you a little bit of something like it probably isn't personal with Joe Burrow. Like if 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 the Bengals didn't have the wide receivers that they had, he probably would have said Joe Burrow, right? But he's looking at it and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, I you know, I'm gonna I can I'm gonna win a Super Bowl and I can be the guy or one of the guys in these offenses." But if I'm looking at those guys again. 
you go to Kansas City because because you, you look at the wide receiver core if you're DeAndre Hopkins and you're like, all right, so I just got to beat out Kadarius Tony to be the number one wide receiver. No offense to Kadarius Tony, but like, come on, man, his he can add up all his stats and it doesn't equal one one year of DeAndre Hopkins. So it, I think it's a no brainer for him over those teams. I wouldn't go to Baltimore. I wouldn't go to. Why would you go to? Why would you go to play with Justin Herbert again? All due respect to Justin Herbert. Why would you go to get your ass kicked by Patrick Mahomes instead of winning with Patrick Mahomes? And I think that second Super Bowl means a lot for the Chiefs. You know what I mean? Like as far mm-hmm. as free agents go, like it wasn't just like a one thing. Like they won a Super Bowl and they haven't won one thing. It wasn't it's not a Russell Wilson situation? Like this is a guy who who always is playing to go to the Super Bowl and is there more often than he's not. It's incredible. I, I would go straight to Kansas City. If yeah, I he he's made previous statements about wanting to be with an, a winning organization that's well-run, well-coached. I like Brandon Staley as a defensive mind, but as a head coach, he leaves a lot to be desired. Their, their front office and ownership are a mess, in my opinion. Herbert's a great player, you know, top six or so, but he ain't Mahomes by a long stretch. And also Keenan Allen, Mike Williams – Two very proven commodities making $20 million a year or something. They just drafted Quentin Johnston. I don't think he fits there. Baltimore, maybe. I- I'm higher on Lamar than, than most. But again, if you want to win, I think the best opportunity is in Kansas City. And it's a unique opportunity for someone like DeAndre Hopkins. Most players, I wouldn't say this about. But DeAndre Hopkins can come into Kansas City, get more face time on TV, and endorsement opportunities than he's ever had in his life and set up his post football career. Cause you're going to be on football. I mean, you're going to be on TV constantly every week, every, you know, every week he'll be on every week. I mean, exactly. can you like, I would like to see it just to watch everybody lose their minds. Like all the opposing fans, if the chiefs get Deandre Hopkins for nothing, it just, it'll just be hilarious. It's the breaking bad. Like how do they keep getting away with this? You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Right. Right. Um, and that's, and this is where it makes sense. And if it does work out, if it does work out, credit to Brett Veach for being patient and like playing the market and being like, I'm not going to trade assets for this guy as much as I might like to have him. And we haven't talked about Veach a lot, but that this is a Brett Veach move. Brett Veach likes to go big game hunting. He's done it in the past. He likes to make aggressive moves. He, you know, he brought in Le'Veon Bell. He's not afraid to bring in Shady McCoy. Shady McCoy, like he's not afraid to bring in aging veterans who were good at one point. He's not afraid to take these big swings. He did it last year. It's not exactly the same thing, but when he traded for Kadarius Tony, like that's a Brett Veach special, which is here's a guy, former first round pick. It hasn't worked out, some injury concerns, but he's super talented. We need a little bit of help. We need a little bit of dynamicism. Uh, let's go for it. He makes a trade with some of his extra draft picks that he acquired. And and this was the time where it didn't with Le'Veon Bell and it really didn't with Shady McCoy. This was the time where he goes and he makes one of these moves and it works out. Like he didn't put up giant numbers, but he helped them win a Super Bowl. He made a key play in the biggest game of the year for the Chiefs. This is one of those moves where you see him stacking his chips, where he's like, okay, I like what I have. I'm comfortable playing, you know, pushing this in and betting this, but I'd like to have a couple more because I just don't know which one it's going to be. 
that's going to help me out, right? Drafting Sky Moore, Sky Moore's punt return, like that paid off already. And so now it's just like, can he develop? So I, I, I think this is a Brett Veach move. I think he's probably on the phone with him right now. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons he feels so comfortable making these moves for guys that have had uh, some issues, some cultural issues in locker rooms and with previous regimes elsewhere is that he knows the culture in Kansas City is so strong. You've got the bedrocks of Mahomes and Kelsey and Jones and, and most of all, Andy Reid, who might be the most respected and liked coach throughout the league to kind of handle a personality like that. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't take down the locker room with them. Uh, I, I think the one thing, uh, just not to be a wet blanket, but the one thing I will note here is the team has invested a lot in Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, and Rasheed Rice. And if they do acquire him, it will slow down the development, possibly, of, of some of those guys. Now, if one guy, like say Kadarius Tony, uh, really steps up, and defenses have to pay a lot of attention to DeAndre Hopkins, it, it could theoretically accelerate Tony's um, uh, development. But now that there's no draft pick needed to get him and his crazy salary is no longer an issue that you have to eat, I think the the risk is is pretty low. Yeah. And Rasheed Rice, like, you know, I don't think it's about this year for him. You know, if he's a Sky Moore-like season – that's fine as long as Sky Moore takes a step forward and Kadarius Tony stays on the field. But I, I sure would like to have a, a veteran wide receiver in that group beyond MVS, who I feel like we 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 miss a lot, you know. But he is what he is. Uh, I don't think he's going to have a different season this year than he did last year. I mean, maybe maybe you could you could spin it that he and uh, Mahomes will be more on the same page with the long ball, you know, yeah. three or four times throughout the season. But besides that. He is what he is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, there were a couple moments where they didn't they didn't link up that he could have altered his numbers a little bit. Um, so as far as cap space, it's tough to know. There, I've seen numbers for the Chiefs right now anywhere from six hundred thousand to a million to two million in cap space. Um, uh, Nick Jacobs actually tweeted this out on Twitter. You can follow him; uh, he's a solid follow uh, at Jacobs seventy one. He said. Uh, the salary cap space for the teams DeAndre Hopkins mentioned earlier on the I Am Athlete podcast that I mentioned earlier, the teams that he might be interested in are the quarterbacks. He's got the Bills at $3.1 million in cap space, the Eagles with 14.6, the Chiefs with 2.8, the Ravens with 12.3, and the Chargers with 13.3. So that's where it gets tricky. The Chiefs don't really have the money to outbid anybody right now, especially like if the Chargers throw a bunch, you know, throw a. a Unless. They- there's a looming Chris Jones extension right? Or, or, or some other, you know, conversion tactic that Veach has up his sleeve. Right. Right. I think, I think they can convert some of Mahomes' salary. Uh, I think they have that in their back pocket always to con- con- convert stuff to bonus, to spread it out throughout the length of his contract. And, and they've done it with like Tooney and Kelsey before. Yeah. So, right. So uh, yeah, Chris Jones' extension is the easy one um, to, to to spread some things out. Legereus Sneed is somebody who, and I wanted to ask you about this really quickly while I have you because I brought this up on the show yesterday. When when Mahomes was talking earlier this week about his legacy and his contract and stuff, they were asking him about that. One of the things he said was, "I understand, you know, you've got guys that 
you want to keep great players around you. And he mentioned three players by name, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, and Legereus Sneed. And so I put my conspiracy cap on because I think a lot of us think that they'll probably let Sneed walk because they don't want to open up the checkbook and, and pay a cornerback a big salary. But the fact that Mahomes mentioned that, do you think it's just coincidence that like he knows he's due up for a contract and so he's just one of the guys that's coming up? Or the fact that he mentioned Kelsey and Jones and Sneed, does that say to you that they've had conversations about Sneed, his importance to the team, and that maybe we will get an extension for Legarius Sneed? Yeah, it's rarefied company. I mean, that he sees that he threw his name in with two future Hall of Famers at least shows that in the back of Mahomes' mind, he really thinks this guy is an integral part of the team and and kind of a, a cornerstone. And I do think he's the second best player in the defense, uh, even ahead of Bolton. He's very important. His versatility yep. is is quite rare. Now, the issue becomes one of the ways that Brett Veach has afforded to give, I think it was like 31% of the cap last year to Chris Jones and Patrick Mahomes. And if you throw in Kelsey, that number is getting closer and closer to half the salary cap is that they had the second cheapest secondary in the entire NFL that I keep saying, that's kind of their special sauce. That's how they kind of manage the cap because they are the best team in the NFL at finding unheralded corners. I I think that's, not even debatable at this point after the uh, Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson experience last year. So will they want to keep leaning into that? They let Charvarius Ward walk when someone threw him the bag. I mean, if someone throws 15 million a year at Legereus Sneed, no matter how much they want to keep him, will they see it as we just can't do this? Yeah. And, uh, you know, almost certainly Brevich has a plan. He's a very good GM. So, the fact that this happened, and, and, and other GMs too, it's not just Brett Veach, this was not a surprise, I guarantee you, to GMs around the league that he was cut today. They knew that this was coming. There's the whole June 1 thing. We're going into the, the last weekend here in May. So if you're Brett Veach and you are interested in DeAndre Hopkins, you probably know what it's going to take, and you probably have a plan to wait and see if you're going to do it. And so... Now it's like it's like DEFCON. Like if he's going to do it, he's got to pick up the phone. He's got to make the move. Uh, if and that means if there needs to be another step, like an extension for Chris Jones, it's time to pull the trigger on that. So he'll know what to do. He'll have it all planned out and sketched out. If signing DeAndre Hopkins is something that he wants to do, it's going to be interesting though, because DeAndre Hopkins is he going to want to sign right away? Or is he going to want to go on a little tour? Because now I, they had, he had permission to seek a trade, I think. So like he probably has talked to teams. But now he can like, you know, maybe flies out to Buffalo and flies out and sees his boy Lamar and, ha- you know, has ha- goes out to dinner in, in, in Baltimore, flies to Kansas City and, and sees Patrick Mahomes. So it, couldn't, it could be over this weekend or, you know, it could be – drawn out for a few months it's summer like he doesn't want to go to yeah he could odell beckham it you know like right. really really soak up all the attention and, and yeah. oxygen it really comes down to him i do not think brett veach is want is going to want to engage in a bidding war uh with the other options he currently has on the roster so really it's just going to come down to deandre does he want to be in kansas city does he think that's the best place for him to go get a ring and reestablish himself and yeah. if he sees it 
as the the undisputed first choice, I think something can happen. If he sees Kansas City and Buffalo and Philadelphia as equals, I just don't think Veach is going to go there. I don't think Veach wants to get into a brawl with Howie Roseman and and these other GMs, right? Yeah, and they're not, they're not going to win that battle, even if they move some money around. And I don't think they want to. I mean, they just won the they just won the Super Bowl. This is actually uh, where. Let me see if I can find it here. There was a really funny tweet from an Eagles fan account. Uh, this <laughs> it's at D Birds on on Twitter. D i b r b i r d s uh, says. This is insane. The Chiefs are somehow going to trade Tyreek Hill, win the Super Bowl anyway, and then have DeAndre Hopkins fall right in their lap, aren't they? <laughs> Which is would be hilarious when you when you put it that way. It's it's pretty satisfying to think about. I never thought our franchise would instill this level of fear in the other thirty one fan bases. It's absurd. It just no. is. What a weird thing. But uh, I yeah, I'm with you. I kind of want to see it just to see the reaction on, on TV and, you know, Stephen A. Smith's head will probably literally explode. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, do you see a downside to this? Unless, you know, obviously there's the, like, they, 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 they make bad contract decisions and pay a bunch of money that they shouldn't. But like, do you see a downside to signing him as a free agent at this point? Oh, maybe if father time comes for him this year, and he has a huge drop off and they uh, start giving his snaps to someone else and he's malcontent. And he also kind of keeps Sky Moore from getting on the field as much as he should. And Rasheed Rice doesn't play. Uh, but the more I think about it, Rasheed Rice is going to probably get a redshirt year. It's a little frustrating since we only have him for four years. But that's just that's just uh, how Andy Reid does this. He wants his receivers to be fungible, right? He wants... He wants them to be able to play every spot and interchangeable and all that kind of stuff. And you just can't come in day one as a rookie and, and grasp all those concepts and have the feel for the playbook that you need to have. So I, I think Rasheed is kind of not a consideration here. And uh, they play a lot of three wide. I think that they could get, I mean, Sky, Kadarius and DeAndre Hopkins would look pretty good alongside Travis Kelsey. So I, at this point, you know, uh, I, I will say, though, that Arizona eating that much cap, it, it, it did raise my eyebrows a little bit. Mm. Also, when you recall that Amari Cooper was a little bit of a malcontent, he was hurt quite a bit. He had a huge contract and Dallas got a fifth for him. Brandon Cooks, kind of similar. The Texans got a fifth for him. The Cardinals couldn't get anything. Like nothing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's. It's, I don't, you, you have to worry about that, right? I mean, but when he was on the field last year, he was pretty good, unless there's some lingering issue that we don't know about. That Thursday night football game, I'm trying to remember what, what team they played against, but he had, it just seemed like every time Kyler Murray threw the ball, it was to Hopkins. He had like 13 or 14 catches or something. So I think it's kind of weird. Kansas City really hasn't had a true possession type receiver during the Mahomes era because, you know, Kelsey's a tight end. Tyreek Hill is a, a one of one. They haven't really just had that prototypical wide receiver one chain mover, right? Yeah. And he he would give them that. Let me ask you this. What if they signed him? Forget about the numbers, but he comes in, he's going to be the number one. What would you consider success for him numbers wise? You know, not necessarily the top end, but like 
the low end? Like the where's the floor that you'd be like, that was worth it. That was good. Uh, you you should have made that move. Eighty and eight hundred, maybe that ballpark. Yeah, and if you've got Kelsey putting up whatever, you know, eleven hundred yards or something, twelve hundred yards, that'd be great. Maybe Kadarius in the same ballpark. Sky Moore giving you 500, 600, something like that. Could work. And and I think for me, the thing that gets me excited is Kadarius Tony could be a number one guy. The talent is there, but he's he's never done it. Injury issues, all that. If you bring in a guy like Hopkins, everyone has to pay attention to him. So it might enable that on-ramp for Kadarius Tony to like get that, finally get that full season, whole training camp with the Chiefs. Chiefs training staff, he's healthy and he can get his confidence at the NFL level. It's not that he's not a confident guy, but he's never like blown up. And so I think that having a guy over there to take some attention away, let him gain that confidence, let him find himself as an NFL wide receiver, potential number one, and then transition to him as your number one. If, if everything works out, I think that'd be, that would be fantastic for the Kansas city chiefs. Yeah. He'd be a hell of a teacher for Rasheed Rice in particular. Who, who has a ton of potential but really needs to, to work on his on his route running, his focus. And DeAndre Hopkins is an immaculate route runner. He has the stickiest hands in the game. So I think he would uh, be a good mentor for some of these younger players. Uh, as far as Kadarius goes, yeah, I, I also think you, you do want to maybe somewhat watch his touches. I don't know that he's going to be a 15 touch or even 12 touch a game type guy. We'll see. We'll see if he can hold up. The other thing I'll say is, you know, Tyreek Hill had, had gravity to him. There's a reason why I think Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson looked better here than they've looked in other places for the most part. Yep. And, and the chiefs don't currently have somebody like that. I mean, Travis does offer that, but at the wide receiver position. And I think, you know, suddenly if Kadarius is your number two, your number three is Sky Moore, uh, and you have Richie James, Justin Watson, and uh, Rasheed Rice fighting out for four, five, and six, suddenly that goes from one of the weaker wide receiver rooms or one of the, the least proven wide receiver rooms to one of the strongest in the league. Absolutely agree. We, we ran a poll during the show here, and we asked you, will the Chiefs sign DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, the results so far here, 62% say yes, 38% say no. I saw somebody in the chat ask me what I thought. Are the Chiefs going to sign him? I'm going to say no. Um, I would like them to, but if I if you're asking for my prediction, I'm going to say it's not going to happen just because it's not a move the Chiefs have to do and the cap space situation, it, it requires a lot of gymnastics. And even with those gymnastics, they could still get outbid by other teams. And I, I try to think of these things in terms of the desperation meter. Signing, like I, I said this about the trade, the idea of trading for DeAndre Hopkins, which, which as I said, that's a desperate team move. That's like a Buffalo, the Chargers, like we're wasting this quarterback's prime. We can't get over the hump. This is going to put us over the hump. That's what those teams do. Uh, and they th they pay a little bit of a premium for that because they really believe that that's the missing link. The like Chiefs what Baltimore did with Odell Beckham. Like exactly. If we, if we have to give this guy $20 million to get Lamar back, we're so desperate, we'll do anything. Right, exactly. 
and uh, or the Browns with Deshaun Watson. They're like, we have a pretty good team. We think we have a pretty good coach. We don't have a quarterback. We're never going to win anything ever. We don't care if he's a scumbag. We don't care. Like, they just, <laughs> they're going to give him a dumb contract. Like, that's what those teams do. The Chiefs are not that team. They don't make desperate yeah. moves. They don't need to make desperate moves because they have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Him being a free agent is different, but there's still a lot of teams out there that I think are in that desperate category who, one, would like to have a guy like this because they think that he might put him over the top. Two, would like to keep the Chiefs from getting DeAndre Hopkins, right? Like if you're Buffalo, you know, I don't want him to go to Buffalo as a Chiefs fan. That was one of my first thoughts. Right. I don't want him to go to Buffalo. And so is a defensive move. Okay. If it makes sense, it helps the Chiefs and it hurts Buffalo. Great. But I'm not terrified of him going to Buffalo. The Chiefs just went through you know, the Bengals with all of their wide receivers, Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. So like, are you going to be that much more scared of the Bills because they have older DeAndre Hopkins and stuff on digs? Like, eh, six to one, half dozen of the other as far as I'm concerned. So like, that's not a reason to make the move for me. Only if the Chiefs think it'll help them. But if you're the Bills, first you were like, oh man, we just got to get by the Chiefs. If we could just get by Mahomes and the Chiefs. And now you're looking at the AFC and you're like, God damn it. You got... Friggin' Aaron Rodgers in your own division. You've got Patrick Mahomes you have to contend with. And then Joe Burrow has just surpassed your quarterback in terms of in everybody's rankings of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Right. And Miami <laughs> looks good. This is the best yeah. situation uh, Lamar Jackson's ever been in. Trevor Lawrence, the last half of, of the 2022 season, looked like the guy that had been promised during college. So yeah, uh, I, I think Buffalo's seen... It's window. I mean, I think when they signed Vaughn Miller, they kind of thought this is a two or three thing, team thing. And we we might be the favorite because we're the most complete roster in the league. Uh, but that's kind of gone away. I find myself struggling here because they're, they're kind of like two opposing Brett Veach principles. On one hand, there's nothing he likes more than a cheap reclamation project, right? Whether it's a vet or a, bust, a busted first round pick, he loves taking those shots. On the other hand, there's what I've, what I've coined the DiCaprio rule, where he doesn't like to give people considerable money if they're 26 or older. So yeah. I, don't, I, I just have no freaking clue what, what Veach is thinking or what he's going to do here. Are you going to explain the DiCaprio rule to... Yeah, the DiCaprio rule. Well, Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio has taken a lot of heat for uh, never dating anybody over the age of 26. No, I mean, he's almost 50 now, and it's still like has never dated someone older than, than 26. He just trades them in when they turn 25 or 26, he trades them in for a younger model. Like he's going to the car lot or some <laughs> shit. And, and you know, you saw that with Veach. I mean, the guys he gave contracts to are typically, I mean, 24, 25, almost every time. Now uh, the honey badger was a bit different, but you know, that's a borderline hall of fame player, the kind of player and personality who could transform your locker room like he? I think he did defensively. So I just think this is maybe one of the most unpredict unpredictable situations we've seen like Veach face yet. Yeah, and I think it would be foolish for us to think that Veach is going to be always the same. Like when he came in early, he was big game hunting. He made some moves and it worked out. Like the Frank Clark contract, as far as I'm concerned, it was a win. You won two Super Bowls with that guy. He was a factor in both of those playoff runs. Did it? Did he live up to the numbers of the contract in the regular season? No, he didn't. D you didn't get what you thought you were getting, but you got two championships and he helped. So who cares about that? That was money well spent. Um, but now Brett Veach trades away Tyreek Hill. 
puts together a young roster and a few key veterans that are affordable in this second phase of the Chiefs under Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. And what happens? He wins the Super Bowl the first year. So that's got to change his thinking a little bit to where like, yeah, he needed to bring in a Tyron Matthew. He needed, he, he knew that if he could just get a halfway decent defense, they had a really good shot at winning the Super Bowl and it worked. And instead of just doubling down, once they weren't able to run it back, he changed it up again. And now they've won another Super Bowl. So I, I think I think the Buffalo, I just think it turns out that Hopkins ends up somewhere like Buffalo or or somewhere stupid like New England. You know, like because they'll just throw some money at him or whatever. Uh, Billichek, it's been well documented that he loves Hopkins. So right, right. So I mean, it's just I think the deck is stacked against the Chiefs in terms of resources and how desperate those other teams are to be willing to overpay. What they have in their favor, and it's the trump card, and it's the only one they really need, is that they're the Super Bowl favorites, and he makes them a bigger Super Bowl favorite. That's right, two rings, two rings. Does anybody else, does any other quarterback in the NFL right now have two rings now that Brady's retired? I mean, may, maybe a backup. I, I don't think a, a, a starting a one does. No, not Rodgers. Wilson didn't win his second. I'm not even sure a backup does. And Roethlisberger's gone. Eli's gone. Those guys had a is couple. The, of, is Brian Hoyer still kicking around? Oh, Jimmy G probably has. Oh, yeah. A couple rings. Maybe. I guess that he, he has one. Uh, you made an excellent point, though, about Brett Beach not always being the same. Uh, he, I think he's 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 an ongoing – it's a process. Like, he's figuring things out, and things are different in the NFL year to year. But what's the big difference between that early era and now? It's Mahomes' cap hit. So he, ha- he has to think a little bit differently. And the other thing is, given the success they had with kind of a – I don't know, a lesser receiving core last year than a lot of teams would feel comfortable fielding. That worked out so well. Why is he going to go against that? Maybe he looks at DeAndre Hopkins and says, I'd love to have him, but I know that a good pass rusher is going to get released at some point. And that guy is something we need more than another receiver because all, you know, all respect due to Chris Jones, I hear him called the Pat Mahomes of the defense sometimes. He's the best player in the defense. I think he's more like the Travis Kelsey of the defense than the, than the Pat Mahomes. So I think he might look at our defense and want more more ammo there rather than offense. Yeah, I agree with you. It's just it's just going to be difficult for it to happen. Uh, Rick in the chat says he already said he wants to go to Buffalo. It'd be nice if we got him, but I don't think it'll happen. I, I tend to agree. Jeffrey says, would love to see the experience factor, but seriously doubt he would take less money to come to the Chiefs. I This is one thing I can promise you. And we've had Brett Veach on the show. He's not going to do anything that's going to hurt the Chiefs in the long term. He's just not going to do it. So if signing DeAndre Hopkins, keeping him from going to Buffalo or something like that means it messes up what he wants to do for Chris Jones and Legereus Sneed because maybe he wants to bring he wants to bring Legereus Sneed back. He's not going to do that. And he has all the reason to believe that they can win the Super Bowl with the roster that they have right now. Because even if the receivers are like a little less talented than they were last year, the defense should be better. I think the defense is going to take a leap forward this year. I've been saying that for a couple of years now, but I really, they've invested so much in the defense. I think if Carl Loftus turns the corner, that alone could be huge for this team. So I'm yeah, excited. Yeah, and if, if with more snaps, Charles Aminahue takes a step forward because he's really been super impressive in a limited role uh, back in San Francisco. The, the snaps just weren't available. If FAU can kind of carve out a, a part-time role 
and then you have the guys in the secondary, we feel pretty good about the linebacking core. Uh, but I'd argue that barring him staying healthy, I like Tony at this point as a player better than Juju Smith-Schuster. Yes, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Uh, slightly different skill set, obviously, but right. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about this team. If this move happens, I'll be on board with it because um, I know that they're not going to do anything stupid to make it happen. But now we just, you know what? We're going into the holiday weekend. I love it because I was just talking to one of our producers, Hunter, in a meeting when we decided to go live. And I was like, yeah, you know, the Thursday show, a little bit of a low turnout. We're heading into the holiday weekend. Not a lot going on with the Chiefs. And here comes DeAndre Hopkins to save the day. Give us a great hour-long show here to, to get us more excited. That, you know, I just keep it going, man. I want to be excited about the Chiefs all offseason long. Let's just get right back into it. It's, it's just a, it's great. I love the NFL, and I love how they just somehow manage to just keep it compelling in its friggin' May. It's almost June. Yeah, the, the three-hour schedule release show is kind of like turning The Hobbit into three movies. You know, it's a little bit of, of overkill in my book, but I do love that this is a year-round thing, especially since my interest in other sports has waned since I've gotten older and ha had less time. Um, I think my final thought here is the one place I want him to go the least, I think has to be the favorite, and that's Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, and really the problem for them in the playoffs have, has been that they just don't have reliable second options. And teams have been able to shut down Stefan Diggs because of that. And if teams can no longer do that, they become an entirely different beast. Yeah, they do. Uh, look, DeAndre, if you're watching this, and I'm sure that you are, if you're not coming to Kansas City, stay in the NFC. Except don't go to San Francisco. Don't go to San Francisco. Or Philadelphia. I mean, they don't need any more talent, right? Go to... Go to, uh, I'm trying to think. Carolina, go to Carolina. They could use some more pass catchers. Go to Dallas. Well, I really don't want them in Dallas either. Yeah, no. Just go somewhere. Go to New England. That would. Go to the Commanders for all of Scary Terry's fantasy owners. Yeah, go help Eric Bienemy out, right? Right. He right. could use another weapon. Yeah. Listen, everybody, uh, on your way out, do us a favor. Hit the thumbs up button if you, if you watched on YouTube, if you enjoyed this breakdown. It really helps us uh, grow the channel provide you with more great cheese content. If you want to support us in another way, check out the promo that we have in the bottom right-hand corner for Caesars Sportsbook. Use the promo code Arrowful. Get all the details in the link in the description below. That will really help us. Uh, and then check out our show from yesterday. Uh, I went through and I predicted every single game in the Chiefs schedule. I gave you the playoff uh, seedings as I think that they'll uh, play out, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Of course, you got all off-season to check that out, uh, but go check it out. If you're sitting around this holiday weekend, Memorial Day, cooking out, you know, celebrating uh, our country and, and those who have uh, given their lives for it, and you're, 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 you're out back and you're waiting for the, uh, the smoker to do its thing, check out that show, a uh, good long show. Um, real quick before we go, Adam, at the end of that show, we, uh, Richard and I, producer Richard and I, ranked our top five movie theater snacks i know you you have a, a a much different diet than i do but do you have do you have a go-to like you're i know you're a big movie guy so what do you like to chow down on when you're at the movies or, or watching one at home well i love popcorn uh i've always been into licorice since i was a kid red or black doesn't matter to me uh gummy bears have have always been a big favorite of mine anything sour too Any, like okay. anything sour i like and then sometimes it just feels awesome to sneak something you shouldn't have in the movies, to sneak a burger in or <laughs> some pizza or, or who knows, something yeah. more exotic or a bag of chips. 
Uh, but that's kind of changed now because most of the theaters I go to, I frequent at, uh, uh, nowadays offer pretty good food. Yeah. So, so that's kind of changed the calculus a little bit, but, uh, yeah. I mean, and also we, we have a lot of popcorn here in our house because our dog, we call it Poppy. She yeah. loves popcorn loves pop- more, th- more than probably anything she's ever eaten. Strangely nice. enough. Love popcorn. Can't get enough. Eat it at home all the time. I see Jeremy Cochran in the chat says nachos or Twizzlers. I'm almost positive. That's a troll. That's a troll of me because I did a rant on both of those at the top of my rankings <laughs> and why they shouldn't be in, in movie theaters. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Adam, thanks for hopping on with me. Uh, really appreciate it. Really made the show sing. Yeah, you don't have to twist my arm to talk about receivers. You know that. That's right. That's right. Make sure you check out Adam. He's frequently on the Arrowhead Attic TikTok. Follow the Arrowhead Attic TikTok. He's responsible for almost all of the content over there. It's fantastic. If you don't have an hour when you're sitting around waiting for your smoker to do its thing this weekend, go to the Arrowhead Attic TikTok and get all kinds of content really quickly when you uh, just need to kill a few 60 minutes. seconds instead of 60 minutes, right? That's right. That's right. Tungsten says, just to annoy Patrick, I'm going to say peanut butter M&Ms over Reese's Pieces. You son of a bitch, Tungsten. Um, nothing you're, better than You're Reese's. dead to me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Please, please be safe this holiday weekend. Enjoy yourselves. And we'll see you back here next week at Arrowhead Addict. And of course, keep it on arrowheadaddict.com all weekend because if shit goes down, Matt Connor's going to have it up there immediately uh, on the arrowheadaddict.com website. And, right. and we'll get a video up on YouTube and TikTok too. If, Absolutely. if it happens. In some form, some way, shape, or form. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. For Adam Best, for producers Hunter and Richard, my name is Patrick Allen. We'll see you next week. But until then, as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.